3: radio studio at the george washington broadcast center jack armstrong and joe getty armstrong and getty show
4: she is uh, clearly better than anything the democrats have biden is a failed president as you've said kamala harris arguably worse mayor pete i really think is a non-starter so secretary clinton in the same way richard nixon Repositioned himself in 1968 after his defeats in 60 and 62 is my party's best hope.
1: Uh, who is that gurgly person? Everybody, ladies and germs, clear <laughs> your throat. It makes me sick.
3: <laughs> That's Doug Schoen of the uh, the Wall Street Journal, as a matter of fact.
1: Ew! Uh, okay, I, I had trouble getting to the substance because I was hearing that. <laughs> You got a flim ball dangling in the back of your throat. Do
3: something about it. What are you going to do? He's gurgly. One more from Doug Schoen.
4: I know Secretary Clinton. I've worked with her. She is an energetic person who has one overarching ambition, and that ambition is to be president. She will do everything in her power to get through a campaign, get through it vigorously, and this era of virtual campaigns if she's out on the stump even half the time, that's 100% more than Joe Biden was in 2020.
1: I think wow. you nailed it last hour. When wow. You said people need to talk about something. Um, is the op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal saying it's Hillary's time. She's the most likely person and should run. Okay, is this real or not? Is she thinking about it or is this just like Joe said, something to talk about?
3: Couple of points, and then we'll get to some of Tucker Carlson's very humorous shots. And are, and are and our Democrats saying "Oh, yay" or rolling their eyes? Well, if they have any damn sense, they're rolling their eyes. Number one, Hillary will be seventy-seven when it comes time for the voting in twenty twenty-four. Seventy-seven years old. What? I hear I hear the voice of our old producer, Positive Sean, in my ears. No. no (laughs) too old another 77 year old please secondly ladies and gentlemen need i remind you she sucks i hate to you know deal in 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 words of a single syllable and in in schoolyard uh, obscenities she's a terrible friggin candidate Barack Obama, who's nothing but silver-tongued, never done anything in his life, he, he whooped up on her in 2012, and then she lost to the guy from The Apprentice in 2016. She's they, a they, 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 terrible they, they, they. candidate. She's bad at it. Hilarious. You have to have somebody,
1: though, and as they make the point, usually it's your president or vice president, and it ain't going to be this time, so
3: Anyway. The ultimate example of good on paper. I'm reading this Wall Street Journal editorial, and it's solid. It makes sense. Uh, da, 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 based on her latest public statements, it's clear Miss Clinton not only recognizes her position as a potential frontrunner, But as setting up the process, she warned about the electoral consequences in the 2022 midterms if the Democratic Party continues to align itself with its progressive wing, and she urged Democrats to reject far-left positions that isolate key segments of the electorate. She is absolutely solid with the uh, the uh, I'm-the-business-Democrat-moderate-Wall-Street's-friend stuff. But she's always been that, and she's a terrible candidate, so stop talking about it. After... Tucker, 17. Typically, when you do something rash or
2: stupid, you've got to live with the consequences. It's probably happened to you. One night you're listening to Born to Run after too many drinks. The next thing you know, you've got Bruce Springsteen's face tattooed on your lower back. It's embarrassing. It's also permanent. Think of Hillary Clinton as America's national tattoo remover. She alone can erase the stain of our youthful bad judgment.
3: God bless that woman. that I believe to be sarcasm. <laughs> He's, roll- He's rolling clip 18. But wait a second, you say Hillary can't win? She's yesterday's
2: candidate. This country's got a short attention span. We want the new, new thing. And Hillary Clinton isn't new. She's been around forever. We're bored of her. Well, if you believe that, you don't remember Hillary Clinton very well. Call her what you will, but she's not boring. Hillary's like a box of Cracker Jacks or your emotionally volatile niece who goes to art school. She's full of surprises. You never know what you're going to get. And here's what he meant by that, 19. There are days when Hillary seems like a sensible Midwestern Methodist who grew up Republican in a suburb outside Chicago. That's the biographically accurate Hillary Clinton. But it's hardly the only Hillary Clinton. During the years she spent in Arkansas, for example, Hillary often played the loyal daughter of the American South, a southern fried Dixie lady with a spunky feminist twist. That was the character she was portraying when we first met her 30 years ago this month. It was during the 1992 presidential primaries. Listen to her accent here.
1: you're looking at two people who love each other, this is not an arrangement or an understanding.
4: This is a marriage. That's a very different thing.
2: You know, I'm not sitting here as some little woman standing by my man like Tammy Wynette. I'm sitting here because I love him and I respect him and I honor what he's been through and what we've
5: been through together.
2: You don't hear a hint of Parkridge, Illinois in that voice. It's all
3: bourbon and okra. Pretty impressive. (laughs) That's pretty good. You know, I'd kind of forgotten that the whole, hey, uh, what's the deal with your marriage thing? It's 30 years and going and counting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, beating up Hillary for being inauthentic is a bit of a tired uh, a tired road but <laughs> right yeah the, the the having lived in uh charlotte north carolina for a while i you know I've, I've had the experience of knowing that people don't move there and get southern accents it's not the way the world works and uh she grew up <laughs> in illinois then ends up with a southern husband. i mean a good solid southern accent and gets the big thick. I've been here my whole life.
3: Southern accent. Yeah, All right, yeah. that's not the well, way it works. She's a shape and you know, a leopard who changes and then, her spots. Political, and, uh, you know. And, and then it went away when she moved to Washington D.C. Of course. Well, unless she was addressing, uh, you know, uh, rally crowds. We don't have that old clip. I ain't in no ways tired. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, Democrats, you won with Biden. Try Hillary. Try Hillary. Go ahead. I dare you.
1: <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about inflation coming up. Uh, a couple of different things. Larry Summers said some things that actually frightened me yesterday. He was an economic advisor under Obama? Or does he go clear back to a Clinton? Anyway, he's a Democrat, and he had some scary things to say about the inflation. It's, well, it, it, You know why? Because it's freaking scary. And bad. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. And we got an amazing photo of... Of a bag of potato chips that fits into it. Ah, uh, a photo of a bag of potato chips. Yeah, and what's the greatest threat to mankind? Came up on Twitter yesterday. Bears. It's not bears. Hmm. Uh, stay with us for that, too. If you uh, miss an hour, you can grab the hour on the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com, or you can text anytime at 415-295-KFTC.
3: Armstrong. The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. The Girl Scouts have partnered with the delivery platform DoorDash to allow local troops to sell cookies through the app. Meanwhile, the Boy Scouts still trying to make a fire with sticks. (laughs) What? That's that's not
3: cool. That's unfair. That wasn't funny in any way.
1: A transplant surgeon (laughs) has lost his medical license. For using an electric beam to burn his initials into a patient's
3: organs. Oh, boy. No need to autograph your work, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me of the guy with the pig heart still doing well. The pig heart? Yeah, got an update on the pig heart. It sounded guys. like Fine. you
1: said big heart, which I pig. have.
3: I'm sorry, a swine, a hog. I uh, have a big heart and
1: compassion for everyone, but a pig heart is a completely yeah. thing, a different. Indeed, thing. P P is in pig. Yes, he's he's talking to doctors and reporters. Man, dude, you got it. Come on, I realize this is a serious story, but if you don't take the opportunity, first reporter that talks to you, and you go, wing, wing, wing. I mean, come on,
3: hey, oh yeah, you can, you would kill the room. It would be the greatest moment in comedy, perhaps, in human history. You want to go viral. Oh, my God. Right. You'd be
1: a household name that day.
3: <laughs> Listen, can we take a break? I sure could use an apple core or something.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, This is not funny. Inflation. 7% rise. We talked about it yesterday. Hopefully you've heard it by now, or you've just experienced it in the store. You might not have known the number, but when you got gas and bought bacon, you were aware of inflation. 7% over the last year. Highest rise since 1982.
3: Holy crap, that's frightening. And I also need to point out again that some of the things that have gone up the most are the least voluntary you gotta get a, get a gallon of gas to get to work and you gotta buy food to feed your family and those uh, prices skyrocketed far beyond seven percent.
1: That's a decent point you don't have to buy a new car or a variety of other things but Lawrence summers, uh Democrat, old school Democrat, not new woke Democrat, but Lawrence Summers economic guy got fired from Harvard years ago for something stupid but anyway, He said, we have a serious inflation problem, whatever the precise CPI reading is, because there is a lot of uh, from the White House briefing room, you know, and every everybody does this. and I understand why You, you try to poke holes in the numbers. Here's why this is misleading. It's not that bad. And he is saying we have a serious inflation problem, whatever the precise reading is. Inflation is running well ahead of anything seen during the guns and butter Vietnam episode and 50 percent above where it was when President Nixon imposed wage price controls. So he's putting this in terms of some serious economic bad news as a Democrat. Uh, he went on to say White House cites leading economists as foreseeing sharp declines in inflation over the next two years. Certainly could happen. On the other hand, same kind of consensus was looking for inflation at well below 3% this year, and it turned out to be 7 That's some dark news from a Democrat
3: right there. Yeah, it is. and." Uh, unquestionably, part of the inflation situation is the just disastrous uh, disruption of the supply chain, you know, shipping and the rest of it. We've all gone over that. Uh, but what I find myself wondering, and this is getting into Ph.D. in economics stuff. But when that stuff does sort itself out, presuming it does tensions with China, hmm, but presuming it does sort itself out after two, three years of rampant inflation. I don't think things will just go back. I don't think they'll sort themselves out and all of a sudden we'll have no inflation go back to the prices of today or whatever. I I think that will probably have caused some lasting weirdness that will take a very long time to sort out. And I'm not sure exactly how. But but you hear what I'm saying? I mean, if we're if wages are chasing prices, which are chasing wages, which are chasing prices, then all of a sudden China says, "Whew, we're all caught up. All the container ships are out to sea now. The ports are cleared. We're good." I mean, that's still going to have lasting effects for God knows how long. So I don't think anybody has any idea what the next uh, five years looks like.
1: Well, I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but. My fiscally conservative friends have been warning for years now, hey, we've run up this crazy debt and we're handling it now with interest rates at near zero. When they when interest rates go back up again, man, our payments every month on this debt are just going to be out of control. And the Fed announced they're going to raise interest rates several times this year. So that debt that we've been holding on to, so up. do we
3: accumulate more debt to pay off our present debt?
1: Hello, disaster. Ever paid off a credit card monthly statement with another credit card? (laughs) It's not a good spiral to
3: get into. It's a dead-end road, friends, dead-end road.
1: Speaking of inflation, I've talked about shrinkflation and explained it to my kids, and we kind of have fun at the grocery store pointing out the various examples. Ah, that's good parenting. I don't remember this happening in the 70s, 80s, last time there was inflation. Maybe the companies just caught on to people really notice when you raise the prices. So keep the prices same. Just make the product smaller. Cereal boxes have gotten smaller and now thinner. They're like a Reader's Digest thick. Well, there's a good reference for anybody under 40. What the hell, Jack? Um, they've gotten thin is the thing. The, the box of cereal used to be this thick, this, but now it's smaller, and it's just like this wide. Well, here's someone sent an actual picture of a, a, a bag of Lay's potato chips, Shrinkflation, so that they didn't raise the price. They didn't shrink the size of the bag, but he opened up the bag, and there's, like, no chips in there. There's, like, four chips in this bag of chips. He said the um, the checker even asked, does this bag have anything in it? What's, so. what's their price per chip?
3: I mean, how much are they saving? Do they assume that you will buy four bags because you need your chips? Or what? I, I just... How much are they... Saving and/or making by giving you an insufficient number. Of I don't chips. know. I don't think the game is working.
1: I mean, I now buy a couple of boxes of each brand of cereal at a time because mm. you get the box home, you pour each kid a bowl of cereal, and the box is empty. So, I mean, I've caught on to your ruse, and now I have to buy two boxes, which guess what costs more? Yeah, yeah When we are on family vacation, we we're all throwing out various examples. Hotels do not. Do what they used to do, like come in and uh, change your sheets and towels and all that sort of stuff. They don't. You stay there for three days, you have the same stuff the whole time. So they didn't raise the price of the room, because you'd notice that, but they cut back on the services. And there's all kinds of examples of that uh, with the inflation. Yeah. Different topic. How much time have I got, Michael? How much? Three. Okay. Tons um, of
3: time. Good, good talk show host can tell his life story in three minutes. So,
1: uh, somebody threw out the topic on the Twitterverse yesterday. What do you think the greatest threat to mankind is? And I thought, well, this is kind of an interesting one. But Tim Sandifer weighed in. Our friend Tim, the lawyer, collectivism. And I thought, collectivism, collectivism. So I uh, really only ever think of collectivism in the economic term. So I was thinking, collect. I was thinking this collectivism. So I looked it up. The definition of collectiv- collectivism being. Um, the theory and practice of ownership of land and the means of production by the people or the state. That's what I was thinking. That's not what I think Tim was meaning. The other definition of collectivism is uh, the practice or principle of giving a group priority over each individual in it. Hmm. That, I assume, is what Tim Sandifer is talking about. Any of several types of social organization in which the individual is seen as being subordinate to a social Collectivity as such as a state, a nation, a race, a social class—that is going on to a great extent in our country, and I guess around the world.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I suppose we could ask him, but uh, as he is a a great authority and author on economic freedom, it wouldn't surprise me if he had the first one in mind as well. I mean, there is no human endeavor as good at killing people as collectivist uh, economic slash political systems, communism. I mean, they killed the hundreds of millions. Please, they made Hitler look like a punk. So, you know, it might be both, because both, both are terrible. Well, curr- yeah,
1: c- clearly the whole woke thing is uh, you're part of this group, and this is the way you need to think and behave. And if you're not, you're, uh, you're kicked to the outskirts of the herd and ruined.
3: Right. Or, you know, ultimately put in a re-education camp or, or what have you. Fascinating thought starter, I thought. What do we got coming up? I know Greatest threat to mankind, not meteors. Not uh, the next thing to leak out of the Wuhan lab, but collectivism. There you go. I'll be damned. Oh, the uh, the crisis at the border hasn't stopped, folks. Hasn't changed. Still going on. You still have people walking across the border, smiling and waving at the Border Patrol people and turning themselves in because of the Biden administration's policies by the tens of thousands. Polls
1: show that people care about this topic. The media coverage does not reflect it, though.
3: Right. Right. And so you can't get fired up about something you don't know is happening. And honestly, unless you li- watch Fox News, for instance, you know, vast swaths of America have no clue it's happening. No yeah, idea. Absolutely. It is a non-story outside of Fox.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to
4: Burger if you Today? Yes,
0: yes, yeah, I won! woo So that's a yes on
4: the apple
0: pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone! Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games, yeah. So yes or no
4: on the apple pie?
0: Woo! I won
2: again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around.
0: Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino was a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Before AI can help your business predict demand,
5: at purdueglobal.edu. The
4: Armstrong and Getty
5: Show.
1: So you probably have on your weather app on your phone like me, you got your local weather that you check, and then maybe you got a couple other localities also like where... uh, I don't know where you're going this weekend or uh, where your grandparents live or, you know, whatever other weather places I might put on there. uh, The border between Ukraine and Russia, the weather, because according to most experts, what Putin is waiting for is the ground to freeze so that the tanks will get better traction. And it's just a matter of uh, checking the weather. And, you know, you get a good hard freeze and that might be the day Russia rolls into Ukraine. Thousands and thousands of people die. And what does the rest of the world do in response? I don't have any idea. But uh, so I might start checking their weather on a regular basis uh, coming up uh, pretty good critique from the Atlantic of what voters say they want and what government is doing as a response or what people vote for. They there is a disconnect there and it's pretty interesting around health care and housing and climate change and a bunch of your big topics. So, stay I'm, tuned.
3: I'm guessing there's a bit of gulf between the one and the other. Too
1: much, a lot of venting, but not not a lot of uh, actual rubber meets the road.
3: I'll explain that coming up. Well, there's plenty of uh, illegal immigration meeting the road into the United States lately. Uh, the crisis at the border. Do you remember when that was the big debate? Is it a crisis? Why aren't you calling it a crisis? It's a crisis. The time we spend on stuff like that, hey. anyway, uh, people continue to pour across the border by the tens of thousands, and it is quite striking. Bill Malugin, who's done a terrific job on special report with Brett Baer, was uh, reporting yesterday, and the visual that you're missing is that you have family units, women with children, uh, you know, single guys, whatever, um, but mostly the family units. They just stroll across because there's no barrier. They stroll across, they wave, they say Buenos Dias to the uh, the Border Patrol, then they sit down, they fill out the forms. But then, of course, they're saddled with paperwork that tells them they ought to show up for a hearing a little bit later on this year, which, of course, just chills them to their bone. Oh, my God, paperwork. So it's amazing how porous a border we have. But Bill Malugin reporting on some of the realities between handing these people the piece of paper in clip 75, Mike.
2: Now, for the first
1: time, new DHS data reveals how many migrants never reported to ICE after they were released from federal custody with a notice to report, or NTR. Between March and August, DHS says they released just over 104,000 migrants with NTRs, but only about 50,000 actually checked in with ICE. More than 47,000 migrants never reported to ICE, and another 6,600 hadn't reported at the time. The numbers, at odds with the Biden administration's Previous claims about
3: migrants.
2: They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time.
3: That was one of the dumbest things Jen Psaki has ever said. And I realized (laughs) her job is to get up there and defend the indefensible. You know, it's it's just her gig. Right. You Um, don't get to choose the policies. Yeah. But there were a lot of numbers chucked out there in a big hurry. I will just uh, bottom line it for you. Uh, Significantly over 50% of the people with these notices to appear just didn't show up. Shocking. I know, I know, just incredible. Well, because of, you know, our our rigorous and careful efforts to round up illegals within the country. Oh, that's right. They practically don't exist. And to the extent that they do exist, the Democratic Party and the left screams and mules and cries that it's racist and unfair and scary and the rest of it. And these people, they're smart. And the cartels are certainly smart. They know once they get across the border, they're in. And so, you know, they sell their services. They say, we'll get you to the Rio Grande. You get yourself across and uh, everybody wins. Uh, one more clip, 76. NTRs have since been
1: discontinued and Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson says they were a failure. The No to Report was a new innovation in the Democrats' open border policy. And we warned this. We, we, we didn't think people were going to show up, uh, you know, actually just report on their own volition.
3: So uh, one other thing I think you ought to know about who's coming to the border, because I think a lot of us still picture uh, hardworking Mexican men who are just looking for a, a better gig, a better uh, 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 an opportunity to make money for the family in El Norte. And they send the money back to their family and they are on your construction site and your groundskeeping crew and whatever else all over America from coast to coast. That's not nearly as true as it used to be. Mexicans, who for decades, uh, quoting the Washington Times now, represented the overwhelming number of illegal immigrants, dropped to 28% of the flow. Wow, there's a number I didn't know. The lowest share in recorded history. Wow, I guarantee uh, you
1: most Americans wouldn't come even
3: close to guessing that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just over a quarter. Meanwhile, the number of women and girls jumping the border soared to nearly 400,000, which is double the average in recent years. Because for whatever reason, you know, we'll, if you're a woman, we'll let you in. Uh, the figures were released in a belated fiscal 2021 data dump from Customs and Border Protection that was months overdue. Gee whiz, let me think. Why would the Biden right. administration hold back this report? Nah, can't come up with anything. <laughs> uh, let's see. Migrants from Central American countries. Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, known as the Northern Triangle, accounted for 44% of the illegal flow. The remaining 28% came from farther afield outside Mexico. By the way, the previous not-Mexico-and-not-the-Northern Triangle record was 14%. Now it's 28%. Uh, scrolling down the, where is the list? Uh, pa, pa, pa. Uh, you got, uh, Brazilians and Venezuelans, uh, in the last week of November alone, agents reprehended, and this is just in Del Rio, uh, Texas. This is just one border patrol sector. They apprehended people from Eritrea which is on the, I think, west coast of Africa? It's one of the coasts of Africa. Uzbekistan? Ask your doctor if Eritrea is right for you. Uzbekistan, Syria, Lebanon, and Tajikistan. Wow. Yeah. We have
1: people coming across the border from Middle Eastern countries. Wow. That's amazing. It's it, the 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 change in attitude since nine
3: uh, eleven two thousand one. Yeah, wow! By, by the dozens and dozens, one guy arrested in December was uh, identified as a potential terrorist with ties to uh, Yemenis that are uh, suspicious. Border Patrol identified him as Saudi, but the uh, Saudi embassy says he's not a Saudi. And, uh, one source at the Border Patrol said, look, it's, it's almost impossible to figure out where these people are from. It's so easy to hide your nationality. If you're from the Punjab area, of Pakistan, and Pakistanis raise national security concerns, you just say you're Indian. Of course. Um, can you
1: imagine what a national news story would have been if some, if, 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 if someone from Saudi Arabia had snuck into the country? Not that many years ago, they but, did, but but now they just nobody cares.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much more to come after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, the best home security system you can get. The other uh, guys with their messy, expensive installs and their three-year contracts and all—Are you kidding me? Simply Safe is a better system, and there's no long-term contract. Yeah, can we uh,
1: can we get Simply Safe on the border with the camera set up and everything like that? And you call the authorities, the federal government. Um, you can get this for your home, though, and you can set it up yourself in about a half an hour. You see, so go online, we'll tell you where in a second. You click around and customize it for your home. It just takes a couple minutes, and they've got custom recommendations if if you want help. That's one thing with Simply Safe: help all along the way and easy to get. But uh, no long-term contracts and commitments. The thing comes to your home, and you set it up yourself. And now you've got the best home security system of 2021,
3: according to U.S. News & World Report. Indoor and outdoor cameras comprehensive sensors all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Take twenty percent off at simplysafe.com slash armstrong. And your first month of monitoring is free when you sign up for that. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to save twenty percent. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong.
1: I who do you who do you lay the blame at? Is it the, the people get the government they deserve? Do the people get the news coverage they deserve? Is there just not a demand for the stories about the border?
3: Uh, I I just think journalistic ethics have declined so much that our our news media has become much more perverted in its coverage than it used to be. If you don't watch
1: Fox, it is a non-story. It does not exist as a story. We're setting records every single month with the number of people that are coming into this country illegally. They're coming in
3: and staying. Nobody's doing anything about it, and it is a non-story. You know, I mentioned this briefly yesterday. This had to do with the Canadian uh, Broadcasting uh, Collective, or CBC, what is it, company. Um, this gal, and I'd like to share more of it with you at some point, but she said in the space of 18 months, 18 months, she went from the most liberal person in the operation To the point that it caused stress sometimes, because she would say, well, what about housing rights? And everybody would be like, oh, for God's sakes, Jenny, you're so liberal. Anyway, she went from the most liberal to the most conservative person in the newsroom in the space of 18 months. Did she change her positions? No, her politics stayed exactly the same. It was everybody else that changed around her. Not only new personnel, but people getting woke and all of a sudden joining the cult of wokeism. So I think that's part of your answer, Jack. You just, I'm mean, and, and please, ask Barry Weiss about the New York Times uh, newsroom. Ask Brett Stevens. Ask, what was the name of that editor who got sacked for daring to publish an editorial by a sitting U.S. senator? I can't remember his name, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, things have changed that rapidly and that crazily. There's a
1: tsunami of wokeness. That's one way to put it. And Rachel Maddow, I was going to mention this. Uh, I saw the story over our Christmas break that uh, she had... Uh, Uh, A blistering story about the billions of dollars worth of wall parts that are laying at the border there, Arizona and Mexico, Texas and Mexico from Trump's wall. So we got far enough with the wall that they ordered and built all these parts, billions and billions of dollars worth. And now they're just laying in the sun, rusting and rotting. And the, the, the whole point of the story was, look how stupid it was to waste all this money on this stuff. That's Um, one way to
3: put it. That's one One way way to look at it.
1: Another way to look at it was be that both parties who had voted for walls for years and years and years and years for stupid reasons stopped all of a sudden building walls when we'd done the hard part. We've already paid for it. We've already got it. All you got to do is set it up. And it's just laying there in the desert as thousands and thousands of people from all over the world stream into the country.
3: Boy, she is just dedicated to find some way to twist the facts into her narrative. Uh, I'm going to throw this out real quick before we take a break.
1: Uh, some woman, some hottie woman in the New York Post. I'm so tired of hottie women in in, in various news things. It's just, it's just. I guess, do, do, do some of you have an endless appetite for this? I have a dime. I would like a dozen, please. Oh, my God. Anyway, this is pretty clever. She said she sends herself drinks from fake secret admirers and first dates so that she seems more in demand. <laughs> So you're at a restaurant on a first date with this chick, and she somehow arranges to have drinks sent over to her anonymously. She says, this happens all the time when I'm out. And you think, oh, I have got a catch here. I have got someone in high demand right here. It's insidious, but it would have hooked me like a damn trout. (laughs) It's pretty good. Got to admit it. Uh, What we say we want versus what we actually vote for or demand is pretty interesting. An article in The Atlantic today, among other things, on the way.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: i5casino.com! i5 Casino was a social casino. No purchase necessary Void be prohibited play responsibly Conditions apply. See website for details. I5 Casino. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X code assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com/slash-codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. This is it.
5: Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect.
1: talking earlier about uh, some of the covid restrictions that are being put in place in various places around the country. So you got places where people are doing basically nothing and I I drove 3000 miles over uh, our two week break uh, through parts of the country where there was no indication whatsoever that there was a pandemic going on, yet you have places where it is uh, you know, defcon 1.
3: The only sign of the pandemic was the refrigerated morgue trucks holding all the bodies. (laughs) Right. Except that there weren't.
1: Right, 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 right. But anyway, um, somebody texted, uh, I have been at one of those planning meetings for my county in the greater Portland, Oregon area. It's about 10 people in a giant conference room, each sitting eight eight feet apart, just to make absolutely sure double masked with face shields on top of the masks. I haven't been so sad about the state of humanity in our country uh in my life. Um but so so wow. though, so while everybody out in the real world is like going about their life for the most part like nothing's happening. And we're talking probably 40 states, right? Yeah. Out of the 50? Or certainly you get, you know, 10 miles outside of your blue city and nobody's even acting like it's going on. Um, well, that's a good point. Yeah. You, you got people double-masked with, with a face shield on top of it, eight feet apart, discussing You know what restrictions they're going to lay on you.
3: And I will bet you my right leg, and I'll throw in the left from the knee down, that every single one of those people is vaxxed and boosted.
1: Right, good point. Uh, I'm tired of the psychological experiment they're doing in our lunchroom. That is not a microwave. It's a box that hums. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long you leave your coffee in there. It is no warmer when you take it out. Then when you put it in, it's a box that Hums. I'm on to you. You're just testing my limits. Somebody, there's a camera in that room.
3: (laughs) You turn it on, the plate thing goes around in a circle (laughs) and the fan blows. That's it. He's (laughs) finally caught on. Let's see. Five years, six months, and four days. Extraordinary. (laughs) This man is a
1: dullard. (laughs) Something interesting from the Atlantic which I've used up my free articles for the month, so I'll have to read uh, the quote somewhere else. A guy named Derek Thompson uh, wrote this about, um, the way to solve all of Americans' problems would be to have people uh, actually follow through on what they vent about. Too much venting, not enough inventing. Here's some of the examples. We say we want to save the planet from climate change. Well, maybe you do. I don't. but... But in practice, many Americans are basically dead set against the clean energy revolution, with even liberal states shutting down... Zero carbon nuclear plants and protesting solar power projects. We say that housing is a human right, but our richest cities have made it excruciatingly difficult to build new houses, infrastructure or mega projects. Politicians say they want better health care, but they tolerate a cat- catastrophically slow footed FDA that will hold withholds promising tools and a federal policy that deliberately limits the supply of physicians. Right. I thought those are all really good examples. You you, you say you care about the housing situation and the homeless, but for environmental reasons and all kinds of different reasons, you've made it impossible to build anything? And now, here i got another example of this for the state of California, you make it impossible for anybody who is a landlord to get their
3: rent. So good luck getting more landlords with more rentals. Yeah, no kidding. And those things aren't connected, though. It's all about human rights and what makes me feel good to advocate. The energy one's a good one. Climate change is an existential threat. It's going to kill
1: us. What about our grandkids? They're all going to die. We've got six years to turn this around. Or all human beings are going to die. But and, uh, and nuclear power makes me a little scared. And and Tesla is not a union, so let's not talk about them. And, all right. And then the other one, I've been wanting to get into this. Maybe we could have a guest on because it's so thorny and complicated. I guess I got a, 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 a burr in my saddle. I rode a horse to work today. Mm. Uh, um, when I saw, a, I shouldn't read Twitter comments but somebody commented about uh, how do you like your free market now or something like that around the lack of tests, and which is just grossly misunderstanding the whole te- the COVID test problem. And uh, Scott Gottlieb's book, maybe he's the guy to talk about it. His book goes through it a lot. There's a whole bunch of different articles that have been written about this. Uh, the FDA, the CDC getting in the way of companies that were trying to make tests early on. With making perfect the the enemy of good enough, which happens so much in government. Mm -hmm. So worried that some of these, you know, I think Stanford was involved. Some of these people might rush a test out there that is not perfect. We better just make the government only the only one in charge of making these tests. And that's how we're two years into this freaking thing. And we still don't have enough testing. I mean, you talk about something that is inexcusable. This pandemic landed on us out of nowhere two years ago, okay? Give you a lot of leeway for nobody saw this coming, blah, 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 blah. But we're two years into it, and you can't find a freaking
3: COVID test? Is amazing. It was like a week after the bat fever leaked out of the Wuhan lab that South Korea had a test for everybody who wanted one, And I mean, our, just immediately.
1: And our government got in the way of tests being manufactured and distributed to ways
3: that should make people militant. Right, right. Hey, uh, uh, contractors, can I get an amen? Small business owners, you're going to know what I'm talking about. There are a bunch of you who know this. The least appreciated force in the universe. It's a massive force. It controls so much of what happens. Mid-level bureaucrats. Their ability to prevent things from happening, usually good things. Sometimes bad things. It's it's awesome and it is underappreciated. Bureaucracy is the the, the you know uh, the clogged arteries of the American system.
1: The fact that you can't buy a test anywhere is just amazing.
5: High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. dot com.